Hello, world, and welcome back to the Ignited for Two podcast. We got a special guest, as always, on the show. One of our high schoolers, Nico Thomas. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Um, Steve is uh, actually not feeling very well. So he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to make it in the beginning. And then he's like, dude, I definitely can't make it. So uh, you guys be praying for him. I don't know what he's got going on, but he's got some kind of health stuff going on. So um, Nico's on. He's one of our high schoolers. Um, it's your senior year, right? Yeah. Graduated in May. Graduated in May. And then what are you uh, projecting to do? Um, I'm currently enlisted in the army right now. So, uh, July 5th, I'll be leaving for Fort Bend in Georgia. And what is your ultimate goal to do with that? Uh, I want to join the 75th Ranger Regiment special operations. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So maybe we'll get into uh, a little bit of that, but the reason why, um, wanted to have you on is, uh, we always give the, uh, the kids an opportunity to, uh, give a devotional in in the high school group and it's something that um i think pastor ryan ended up starting and i think it's just it's a great opportunity for you guys to kind of um you know support your peers and in, in what god is doing and you're having to give a, a a really good testimony unfortunately about uh, a tough issue yeah you know a super tough issue and so um after you gave that i was like man that was super good and then miss stacy's like you should really think about having him on. I was like, I was thinking that. <laughs> and so I said, this kind of confirmation and, and then asked you and, and you were like, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely come on and, and share with it. I think it's a, it's an important topic. So um, let's talk about a few things before we get into that. Okay. Right. So on my side of things, it's really neat, right? Cause mm-hmm. I oversee children's ministry and then I get the high school group also. So I've, I've seen you throughout the years. Right. And you were in, you know, elementary school, and then, you know, you were in, in junior high and then in high school. And it's always been super encouraging, dude. You've always like, I don't know, everybody's always been like, man, he's like a well uh, put together young man. You know, and I know I've told your parents like when they come through and stuff like that, like, hey, guys, continue the the, the good work and, and doing that. And, and what do you think that is, dude? Why do you think like you have over the course of time, like always just stuck with your faith? Um. Lots of my parents and grandparents, they've always, um, they've always had that faith in God and they've always demonstrated that mm-hmm. around me and towards me and kind of just brought me up in that. Yeah. And, and what about like, you know, one of the things, you know, like, especially on my side of things, it's like, you can see when, when uh, kids gravitate to the wrong social group, right? Cause they want to be a part of the popular kids or, or whatever. Like, do you've always like just been it, you just seem to be somebody that doesn't like really give into that is that what do you think that is um i i always spend a lot of time uh around people like older than me that mm-hmm. are already adults that already saw all of that stuff that they shouldn't have been around already went through that already faced the consequences of that mm-hmm. so i was seeing those consequences in people other than me and that kind of like, I got to stay away from this. So you, you let somebody else pay that dumb tax that we talk about? And <laughs> <laughs> so what about, like, uh, do you ever catch any, uh, like, backlash? Like, you get teased for your faith or? Um, a little bit. Not not too bad, though. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know freshman year, um, one dude that I was sitting with, um, he said something about, like, going off and smoking or drinking or something. And I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, man, I don't do any of that. And. Um, he was kind of just, he like patted me on the back and he was like, good job, man. 
keep keep that part about you. Be be better than me. That's Which good. Which I thought I thought that was pretty cool. That's good. It's sad that they don't see that themselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you know, do you do you feel like you missed out? Like obviously because of you wanting to live a certain way, do you feel like you've missed out on things? Um, sometimes I think that thought is there, but then I see my friends paying the dumb tax for it, and I'm like, I I made the right choice, <laughs> even if I didn't want to. You kind of see that it was the right choice in the end. Do you think your parents hold you to that place? Like they, they just, they wouldn't let you go. Like, do you have the freedom that you, you could, if you wanted to, or do you think the fact that your parents have certain uh, boundaries on you also helps? Um, pretty much every time I go somewhere, my dad's first words are don't do anything stupid. <laughs> and so I think that that sets the tone pretty well. That's good. Do you have a really good relationship with your parents? Yeah. 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 That's good. So go hunting a lot and stuff, huh? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool, man. So uh, let's kind of get into it, man. What what is what was your devotional about? Um, so my devotional was about uh, my friend Prater. Um, unfortunately, in October 30th of 2021, he took his own life. And um, October 27th, I think, of 2022, I did a devotional kind of in honor of him, um, kind of talking about mental health and my other friends who attempted suicide mm-hmm. and kind of... Uh, how to navigate mental health as a Christian and bring about talking to it with other people. Is that a big, is that like, do you see a lot of kids struggling with that? Yeah. Unfortunately. What do you think that is? Um, kind of just through stretch of the world, high school, uh, living in the world, chasing after things to fulfill yourself, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And is, is uh pretty the only one that, of your friends that has, has done it? Um, I've had a few friends attempt. Tim was the only one to pass away. Yeah. Um, so Tim had come to the youth group. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and was that, I know, was it Steven or was it like the influence between the two of you that had, uh, it was Steven, Steven that brought him. And, uh, it was, it was neat. Cause I mean, he came in, he was here, you know, and, um, and it's, and you know, it, it's always sad when you hear it happening to the schools, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, like, like anything, anytime, like something's happening at, you know, the high school or the other high schools where some of the kids, kids go to like on our end as, as the adults and, and leaders, like, like our biggest thing is like, how are you guys doing? And how, you know what I mean? But man, when it like hits close to home, yeah. you know, it's, it, it obviously for anybody, it's going to make it even harder. So Let's go ahead, man. Let's, let's talk about it. How, how did you know him? How long, how long have you known him? Um, well, starting freshman year of high school, um, I was on, uh, in JRTC with him, obviously. And then I got to know him through the orienteering team. Um, what is that? Basically land navigation, okay. get a point on a map, look for that. Um, so we would go to competitions, um, like three hours away, spend a lot of time on the bus, five in the morning, get there at eight, um, few hours of competition another three hours on the bus come back and you know the bus was always the funnest part of it because just shooting the crap with each other um making jokes messing around stopping at gas stations stuff like that so that's kind of how that's how i got to know him uh the best um (laughs) he'd always do stupid stuff on the bus always wearing ranger panties oh my gosh um and then junior year, I was a first sergeant uh, in JROTC, and 
he was a staff member. So he was in my company. And then, you know, whenever the company's doing their stuff, um, you know, I'd just hang out with him, talk with him, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's, that's how I got to know. So you guys were pretty close. Yeah. Did you guys have like a, like a friendship outside of just Gerald TC and stuff? Um, after like Jared TC events, we'd hang out, go get lunch, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he kind of had some stuff going on in his family life, right? Like yeah. he had, um, I know when I had talked to him, uh, um, you know, a couple times, like his mom had passed away. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and I know remember, so I, I, like from what I, cause it was only like two or three encounters that I had with him. But I remember the last one, he, uh, you know, he came to youth group and, and it was cool cause it's, you know, we, we have this, you know, Hey, have, we're going to have a youth party, you know, and I'm always leery cause it's like, I know a bunch of kids are going to be here, which is absolutely great. Yeah. But I know after the party, there's going to be like, none of those kids are going to really return. Mm-hmm. He did though. Yeah. Which was really, really cool, which was super encouraging. And, um, and he had asked me a few things and was, you know, and the last time he was just like. I could tell that there was something he was struggling, mm-hmm. you know, and I even gave him like, I had just gotten a, a, a Bible. It was like a men's Bible that, you know, I just wanted a new one. Cause the other one that I have is highlighted all over the place. So it's like, ah, oh, you know what? I think I need a new one. And, you know, he was asking me about certain things and where to read from. I was like, here, do you take this one? Like this one even has like these footnotes and like these, these, these things. And, and he was just saying like, he's like, I just, I feel like I can't talk to, you know, certain people. Yeah. And, um, and it's rough because especially, you know, at your guys' age, you know, you want to be able to talk to your friends, but there's other people within your family unit that you want to be able to talk to. And, mm-hmm. and he felt like he could, he didn't have that, you know, um, how did he seem, how did he seem when you guys were on about, if you guys were going and having lunch and everything else, like, did he seem like anything was wrong? Um, well, like we would always make jokes about like our mental health and stuff like that, but all around he, he always, he was always happy. He was always making jokes with other people, cheering them up. Um, the day before he passed, we were having um, a company party at school and, you know, he was dancing around, singing, making jokes, all that. And he seemed really happy. And then you know, the next day he passed away. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, okay. So the day before, is, is there any other days that were significant up in like before those, before that day? Um, no, not particularly. I don't remember him like saying anything that stuck out that, you know, he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so the, the company party, he's being goofy, like not even alluding to anything. Yeah. And how'd you find out? Um, so the day it would have been like November 1st because um, there is Halloween weekend and we get back to school. Um, he had committed over the weekend. So I get to school and um, this was before I had my license. So my mom was dropping me off in the morning and I go to sit at the bench that um, me, um, Prater, and a few of our friends would always sit at in the morning until they would unlock the doors to the school. And he was always there before everyone else. Um, and he wasn't there that morning. So I got there and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But, you know, I didn't think too much of it. I was like, maybe he's got a cold, something like that. Didn't want to come to school. Mm-hmm. Um, so just going about the day. Um, and then I'm leaving the school. And one of my friends texts into the command and staff group chat uh, for JROTC. Um, he says, he said something about like, has anyone uh, talked to Prater? 
Um, I need him to do some paperwork for me, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, that's kind of weird. So I shoot him a text. I'm like, hey, so-and-so needs something for you. Um, I'm not sure why, though. And he was always really good about answering texts. Um, so never got anything from him. Um, so, again, that's really weird. Um, and then at the time I was doing uh, Taekwondo. And so later that night I was there. Um, and this was in between classes. We were switching from Taekwondo to Hapkido. So I'm checking uh, my phone. I got a text from another one of my friends um, asking me if I had talked to Prater at all that day. And so I'm like, no, why? What's up? And, you know, alarm bell starting to go off. Like, he wasn't at school today. Someone else was already asking if I talked to him. Um, and he ends up saying that because his mom was a teacher. The, my friend's mom was a teacher at the time. And she had told him that someone at the school um, had committed suicide. Um, and... You know, we both both knew that uh, Tim was struggling mentally, so mm -hmm. he was worried that it was him. Um, so he just texted me to see if I had heard from him at all. And then uh, a teacher at Bueno was actually part of the Hop Keto class I was in. So I started asking her if she had known, known, known anything because the teachers had had a meeting after school that day. And she said that she had heard something about a Tim, uh, about a kid taking his life. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, so I'm kind of just going about class, you know, starting to think, crap, it might be Tim. Um, I go back and then I call my mom or my mom calls me and she had just gotten an email um, saying, uh, just to let you know, um, a student that your child has worked closely with has passed away. Um, so at that point, I know it's him. Um, and then I'm talking to that teacher again and she says, um, she says a name. She couldn't remember the name exactly, but the name she says was pretty close to his. Um, so at that point, I'm like, yeah, it's him. And then uh, the next day I go to school and I finally get to my company hour in JROTC. And um, our instructor gets up and she tells the class that he was the one that passed away. And that's basically how that whole deal went. When you say that you knew he was struggling mentally, what do you mean by that? Um, just, you know, he'd make joke jokes, but you know, that was, that was his way of, um, talking about what he was going through. Do you want to share anything like, like what kind of, I mean, just for, like red flag, like what are some things, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, just like when he would get frustrated, he would say something about like, um, oh, I hate my life, yada, yada, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. How did what were like indicators in that sense? I mean, cause you hear people say that, but that you knew that he was struggling mentally. Um, he, he would drink a lot of caffeine mm -hmm. and I think that was kind of like a tell, like the caffeine was like his way to distract something. Like he'd walk around school drinking like three scoops of pre-workout a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so kind of like destructive and yeah. Like, um, and then what happens, right? Because, you know, that's, you know, you find out information like that. Your your instructor or teacher lets you guys know. How did everybody else take it? Like what? Um, a lot of people took it really hard. Um, after this, um, a girl that was super, that was really close to him, um, she ended up trying to take her life. Um, 
And then a few months after that, another one of my friends that was really close with Tim, he tried to take his life. Um, and then towards the end of the school year, um, a close friend of my girlfriend at the time, um, she was hospitalized from an, an attempt. Um, so that was kind of, that all came in the wake after his passing. And was hers also related to? I'm not had, sure. You're not sure? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does the school offer anything? Like when something like that happens, does the school offer any um, therapy, counseling? Um, after after Tim had passed and like it was, the news was distributed to the school, um, there were counselors down in the JRTC hallway that students could talk to. Did you see anybody go to talk to them? Um, I think there were a few that talked to him. The, the counselors would kind of come up to you and try to start a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um so I, I guess a few did talk to the counselors, but I know, like me personally, I I didn't want to talk to them because mm -hmm. it was it was like that situation of you didn't know him, sure. you, you weren't there for him when you needed it. So why am I going to talk to you mm -hmm. about my friend? And your friends that um, had attempted was that same uh, opportunity to to talk to those or talk to a counselor? Was that? Presented to them also? Do you know? Um, I, I don't know. 100%. Um, so then so then, what ends up happening after that? Um, after that. Well, let me ask you this. How did you deal with that? Um, not, not the best way that I could have. I didn't really reach out to anyone. I kind of took it as like... I didn't do enough to help them. Mm -hmm. Like I should have, like, I, I still have a lot of guilt over it. Like, I feel like I should have been there for all of them. I should have talked to them more. Mm -hmm. Um, with one of my friends, um, I noticed that something was off with him. Um, you know, I thought, Hey, I should go check on him, ask him what's going on. And I didn't. And then I get home from school I'm just going about doing chores and I look at my phone. He texts me. He's like, Hey man, I'm not going to be at school for the next couple of weeks. Um, I did something really stupid. Um, and you know, that's, that's going to stick with me then. Cause you know, now I'm always like, Oh, if I, if I'd asked him how he was doing, maybe he wouldn't have gotten to that point. And I think the hardest part about it is not only was I was all of their friends, but I was also their leader in JRTC because they were all from my company. Sure. And I, I feel like me and my company commander, we both took that as like we had both failed. We had failed as a friend and as a leader. Mm -hmm. So like on two, two different areas that we could have helped them, we failed. That's a lot of responsibility to, to carry. You know what I mean? For you to, I mean, for you to want, not to want for you to say, you know what I mean? Like I fail, like just thinking about your guys' age, you know what I mean? Like, dude, you guys are trying to figure all of life out right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to know, like, dude, for, for you to put that pressure on you, like it's not, it's obviously not good to put that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, but also hindsight, right? Like looking back, like you said, like I knew my friend was struggling, but I felt like I couldn't say something or I didn't say something, you know what I mean? And, um, so have you have you put yourself in a position now where it's like hey if i've like see maybe like a red flag or maybe if i 
if I like if the Lord puts it on my heart to reach out. Yeah, I'm trying to more. Yeah. Yeah. Did you talk to anybody? I've gotten better about it. Not not as much as I should, but I've I've gotten better about talking to my friends about it. Yeah, cuz uh you know, we we go to camp, right? And uh we're at camp and obviously, you know, we're talking um you know you know, when you're at camp, there's always, you know, things that come up. And, and I mean, it's what it's camp's intended to do, right? It's intended mm-hmm. to get you out of your your norm, right? And, and get you in a place where, you know, hopefully, you're, like, those walls and barriers are are down, right? And um, it hit you. Yeah, it did. It hit you. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of buildup of, like, guilt and anger for not, not doing the things that I should have. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I feel like that kind of just came up at like a boiling point kind of. Yeah. You know, and, um, and it's, you know, obviously God gives us these emotions, right. Mm -hmm. And obviously like crying is fine. Um, you know, even anger, like when you see anger, obviously how it's directed is it has to be, you know, regulated and stuff, you know? Um, but those are indicators in our life. Like if somebody's angry, it's like, Hey, there's, you know, it's not so much the anger that's the issue. It's like there's other underlying things. You know, somebody's like super emotional, like even if they're super sad or, you know, if somebody just like for some reason is just like crying, like it's your body, like kind of expressing like, hey, there's something going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and and it's not healthy. And I think, you know, like in, in taking those things, like, you know, did you feel like not sharing things? you didn't want to share it to other people because you just felt like you had an all under control. I, I think a little bit about that. Um, but also I just, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to have to think about it. Sure. It's like, I, I should, I'm supposed to be the strong friend. I shouldn't have to go to other people about my problems. Other people should come to me so I can help them. It, so, you know, and, and this is something that we like, Steve and I talk to you, especially the boys, right? Like mm-hmm. when we break off into small groups and we, and we, it's, you know, it's with the boys. We talk about this constantly. Right. Um, but think about, just think about that. Right. Like I'm supposed to be the strong friend. Yeah. Right. And so let's process that. Like, so does, does it mean that if somebody expresses their feelings, they're weak? No, but you know. <laughs> right it's and it's all right i'm not putting you on the spot but it's like it's like processing those things because we all feel that i mean you know steve was you know stood up and told you guys like you know i'm the one that's telling you guys like you need to reach out to people you need to talk to people and guess what like i i didn't and i was struggling and i didn't say anything and you know what i mean i was carrying around all this weight and you know what i mean and we we all do that but we have this feeling that we feel like hey if i'm supposed to be tough or if i'm supposed to be a leader or if i'm supposed to have things like i have to make it seem like i have it all together yeah exactly and and honestly i think that's probably one of the biggest problems i I, and for me like personally i think that's one of the biggest problems with christianity in the sense like you know people say all the time right like the the church is is a hospital for for sinners right Mm -hmm. and so like in a hospital people are sick yeah you know and and guess what like if somebody's in the hospital it's okay to to be that way but if this is supposed to be a hospital for sinners, guess what? Like, we're all putting on a front that yeah. we're not sick. It's like a bunch of people being in the hospital, like, no, 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 no I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you got IV to you and everything else. It's like, no, I don't, I don't have a problem. Like, oh yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, 
So you carried a lot of that. How have you dealt with that since? Um, reaching out more, giving it to God more, you know, just accepting that what's happened has happened and trying to fix the mistakes that I've seen that I made, mm-hmm. um, moving forward with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, in your devotion, you, you did it, you did it like a year anniversary type thing. Mm-hmm. There's some scriptures that you brought up in, in reference to it. You want to share some of the, like scriptures that you, you picked out and, and why you picked those particular ones out? Yeah. So, um, the first scripture I mentioned was, uh, Psalms 34, 18 through 19, uh, which reads the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Um, you know, obviously Lord is close to the brokenhearted that, you know, that's already great assurance. God is there for you when you're in the middle of that. Um, but also just the, the wording of the righteous person may have many troubles. God doesn't promise us an easy life. Yeah. We live in a broken world, fallen to sin. Things are going to be hard for us. We don't belong in this world anymore. Mm-hmm. So hard times are going to come our way. And that's something we are inevitably going to face. Right. So one of the things that we talk about is like, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Like in, in the righteous person, because we feel like if I have problems, you know, and you know what I've heard and it's disgusting. I've heard where if somebody's sharing right, that something's going on or like, oh, you know, like this person's going through all these situations. And, and I've heard people say like, well, don't you find it odd that they're going through these things? It's probably because of the choices that they make. Like, don't you see how like, you know what I mean? And that yeah. man, that's so gross when people say those things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because then it, then again, you feel like, well, I'm not supposed to have this. I'm not supposed to be going through yeah. these things. Oh, I'm, I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be feeling this yeah. way, you know, but um thing like even david you know he you see that he struggles mentally um in psalm 6 1 through 7 uh david says "O lord do not rebuke me in your anger nor chasten me in your hot displeasure have mercy on me O lord for i am weak O lord heal me for my bones are troubled my soul also is greatly troubled but you O lord how long return O lord deliver me O save me for your mercy's sake for in death there is no remembrance of you in the grave, who will give you thanks? I am weary with my groaning. All night I, may, I make my bed swim. I drench my couch with my tears. My eye, wa- my eye wastes away because of grief. I mean, David says he, his bed swims with his tears. He's obviously struggling, but he takes that to God. He, call, he cries out to God in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And, and what, like, repeat, like, repeat the first, the very first little bit of that. Oh, Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger, nor chasten me in your hot displeasure. Keep going. He says something about weak. Uh, let's see. Have mercy on me, oh, Lord, for I am weak. Boom, right there, right? So who are we talking about? Ourselves. No, but Our, who, like who's David? King David. Dude, King David, right? Like yeah. he, he slayed Goliath. Mm-hmm. Like what are you talking? But, you know. Again, and especially because we're going through for Samuel with you guys, you know what I mean? Like processing David and seeing those things and like even, even that, right? Like David wasn't the one good, like some of the good things about David, right? Is mm-hmm. like he knew himself. Yeah. And more importantly, he knew who God was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because most of the time we wouldn't, especially right, right there, like some dude that's crying and filling the couch with his tears and you know what I mean? It, yeah. That makes you sound soft. It makes you sound like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, hey, come on, dude, stop being a, a whiner, but look at him like he's he's 
mentally, emotionally healthy, recognizing the fact like, Hey dude, I'm weak. I need that help. I need, you know, and he takes it to the right, to the right source, right? He takes mm -hmm. it to God and he's crying out to him. You know what I mean? But again, right there, like it's all right. Yeah. I, it, you know, I, it's okay. It's okay to even in those moments be like, dude, I, I need people or I need, I need to not, you know, I need to not hold all this. Yeah. Um, and back to how you, how you were talking about, um, like a lot of time the mistakes Christian make is, Oh, you gave your life to God. You should be okay. David obviously isn't okay right here. And he murders a man because he slept with his wife and David is still known as a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And, you know, even the sins that you've committed, the mental struggles you have, you can still serve God and yeah. not, not be caught up in those old mistakes. And, and the, you know, a big thing is recognizing like there is righteousness in, in Christian living. Mm -hmm. That righteousness stems and swings on Jesus, not on us. Yeah. You know and I mean, when we put on righteousness, we're putting on his righteousness because we don't have that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like our righteousness is in him, not in us. And I think that's where we kind of get it twisted yeah. and confused. What are some other scriptures that you had picked out? Uh, Philippians 4, 7, uh, Paul says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, you know, just that, that assurance that almighty God has you in mind and his purpose is going to prevail through all the bad stuff. Yeah, you you can take peace in that. And again, right, like that peace that surpasses all understanding is, mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, like you're going through this, you know, other things that other people are going through also, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, do you, or maybe do you think, you think that maybe because of your faith, your foundation, what you believe in, knowing, you know, what awaits you, do you think that gives you that peace that your friends didn't have? I think so. Just that that knowledge that things things might suck right now but god's looking after me his what he needs to get done is going to get done regardless of what's happening mm -hmm. you know um it's crazy because um I, I don't i didn't think about it late earlier but uh you know um when and this goes back to you know if you're listening to this you can go back to the episode i don't have it marked but um with paul lynn you know he he's a chaplain for the army and has this whole um uh, pathfinder um um curriculum that he put together and, and he talks about those things like hey you know like people are going to face adversities and when you come up to the roadblock that like uh, you know you had these pillars and when when one of those things is kicked out from under you a lot of people don't know how to deal with it mm -hmm. you know what i mean and, and like if we tie up our identity in people or situations or things or you know what i mean like you know like um sports you know whatever it is like if you tie your your thing and even family right like even if you tie it up in family and something happens you've just lost a critical a critical piece that you've put all these other things stacked on top of yeah so if you remove those like now that structure is is going to crumble mm -hmm. you know and a lot of the times people think like i can't do this i can't take this because their identity has been wrapped in that you know yeah. and and for the christian the believer it's like none of those things are supposed to be pillars in my life none of it's going to last yeah because yeah exactly and any of it can get taken away at any moment mm -hmm. you know and um and and knowing 
and knowing that gives you, you know, an opportunity to see things differently than other people who are living for the moment, living for something the next else. quick fix. Yeah, the next quick fix. Um, another piece that I had picked out was uh, John sixteen thirty three. Um, Jesus, he's talking to the disciples about his coming death. Um, you know, he tells them that their weeping will later turn to joy. Um, and he tells them, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. You know, um, you know, here again, Jesus is telling us we're going to struggle in this world, but he's overcome it. And through him, we can overcome it too. So, you know, the, the stuff that we're going through right now isn't the end. There's, there's more to come after that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else? Um, see, uh, Romans five, three through five. Um, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy spirit who was given to us. What is that? What does that say? Um, the, the struggles we're going through, they're going to build us up. They're going to strengthen us in the way that we need to go as Christians. Right. It, it, it's, it's developing that character mm -hmm. within you, right. And being able to, um, help others out. Yeah. Right. Because of knowing, and just going back to the scripture before that with John 16, you know what I mean? Like Jesus is preparing the disciples of knowing what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And, and again, right. Like the, the misconception is thinking like, Hey, I'm, I'm saved. Jesus has this and it's going to be, you know, all sunshine and rainbows. Or even if I have adversity, it's not going to be bad adversity. Yeah. And Jesus is like, no, you're going to have these troubles. Like this isn't, you know, like it, the difference between a Christian isn't, isn't, isn't in the sense of, you know, hey, like you're going to not suffer these things. And if you do, it's not going to be as bad. Like the difference between the the believer and the non-believer is like, hey, you know, you are going to suffer these things, but there's somebody that has gone before you and you don't need to be the one that's shouldering it. You don't have to be the one that's trying to fix it. And, you know, you know, God says, I, I am, right? Mm -hmm. Which means if, if, you know, God is telling us that he is, that means that we're not. Yeah. Um, I think another important thing about that is that, um, let's see, in um, John 11, um, uh, when Jesus raises Lazarus, Lazarus sorry, um, from the dead, you know, um, Mary comes out to him, falls at his feet and says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And I'm, before I even go on with that, I think we've all had moments with God like that. Like if you, if you were here, you would have stopped this from happening. Yeah. Or why didn't you? Yeah. Right. Like, like you, you have the power, you have the control. Why are you, why are you, or why didn't you? Yeah. And, um, you know, with, uh, Martha, when she says the same thing to Jesus, if you were here, my brother wouldn't have died. But then she goes on to say, but even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. You know, she still has, she still knows that God's will is going to come out in that situation, even if it doesn't go the way that she wants. And I think that's, that's an attitude that we have to keep too, that, you know, we didn't get what we wanted, but God, God's will is going to come out in that situation. And that's what we should want ultimately. Yeah. And I think that's a big, um, you know, when we go through things in life, you know, when life hits, it's mm -hmm. 
that's a you know, again, right? Like in our emotions or in our in our anger or in our in our pride, right? Like it's going to surface, right? Like eventually it's going to surface. Out yeah. of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, mm-hmm. Jesus says. So, you know, when those things come and we take it to Jesus and it's all right, like, hey, you know what? He didn't rebuke them for, for feeling the way that they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. After Mary, you know, basically calls him out, um, it says, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And then, you know, down in verse 35, Jesus wept. You know, God's, he's not apathetic to our pain. Mm-hmm. He feels that with us. And he's not just callous. Yeah. Oh, you'll get through it. He hurts with us. Yeah. And I mean, think about it. Like, that's why he sent his son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he cares enough about that. And um, knowing, you know, in that lesson, I mean, like, obviously, Pastor Pat even talked about that this, this weekend, right? But it's like, there's so much, like, Jesus is capable of you unloading on him and letting him know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and knowing that, like you said, with, with, uh, Martha, it's like, she knew though, at the same token, like, but I know that you're capable of doing these things. Yeah. Now, if he chooses not to do it, that's our responsibility. Like, are you okay with him choosing that? Yeah. Um, one verse that always like sticks out to me with that, like, God, why didn't you do this? Um, in Romans 9, uh, starting verse 20 says, but who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out the same lump, one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? We're, we're the pot. God's the potter. I mean, ultimately... He gets to do what he wants to do. He's almighty. Now, and as Christians, as believers, we can understand that, mm-hmm. right? But let's take let's take the unbelievers. Let's take your friends. You know what I mean? That that struggled with with that, right? Like, because yeah. you know, like it, it, even if people don't have like a, a belief in God, when those times come, would it like if there is a God, why would He allow this, right? Yeah. And and for us, we can say, hey, well, you know what? He's 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 the Potter, and we're the clay. It it doesn't make it easier in the moment though because yeah. i've definitely had those moments of god why would you do this mm-hmm. why why didn't you stop this where were you mm-hmm. you know and we have those and then at the same time when we tell that to unbelievers how can they how can they um what do you think that comes off like to them i think it's it makes it harder for them to see why why they would give their life over to it yeah, because it, it feels like he, well, he so he can pick and choose, mm-hmm. but he's going to choose not to if if he's the one that's you know if he's the potter and he's making these things and he's making it what we think on our end, right? We yeah. think it's bad, horrible, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because in, in that's in our ignorance, right? Yeah, or in in even for well for us for sure, and in even those that don't know, right? That's even in their ignorance because it's like. Yeah, just but just because it's but you don't know the finished product. Yeah, we we know our limited amount of what we can know. God, you know, he's he's parting the Red Sea for Moses. He's watching Jesus be crucified. He's watching the moment we were born, and he's watching the tribulation right now, all at the same time. Yeah, and so like being that lump of clay that's on that Potter's wheel. Right. And you're going through that and it's, and it's hard and there's all this adversity 
and being upset with the potter would be like you being in that state and then jumping off that that wheel yeah. and you're like forget this i'm out well then now what now nothing about that like now you're just done mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like you're just going to be a big lump of clay that's never going to get finished in that sense so wouldn't it be better to just submit yeah. and allow him like hey you know what maybe you're just going to be a um i don't know like an ashtray or something you know what I mean? and, at least you know with the um, romans 3 or romans 5 3 through 5 where it talks about um you know basically our tribulations are going to build us up the potter has to put the pot in the kiln yeah. at some point to make it its final product yeah so we we all have to go through that fire yeah and regardless of it, you're going to go through those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to go through that. But, you know, where's your hope? Or, again, right, you you figure, I don't want to deal with this. And ultimately, you're saying, I'm God. I'm in control. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fix it myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you have any other scriptures? Um, you know, I finished out my devotional with Isaiah 43, 2 treats when you pass through the waters i'll be with you and when you pass through the rivers they will not sweep over you when you walk through the fire you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze god god got us yeah he's gonna be there through all of that we're gonna go through it but he's gonna be there and he's gonna yeah and he's it you know and that's so hard man because you know we think our idea of that is like, so that means I'm going to escape it and I'm not going to go through it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to trust him. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think in, in either of those decisions, you know, like, you know, here's the thing, like no matter whether you're on the side of believing in Christ or you're on the side of not believing either way, you're exercising faith to one degree or the other. Yeah. Um, there's one quote, if I can find it, I feel like it, it applies to that pretty well um you know funny enough this comes from uh a youtuber uh grantham uh-huh. just his cameraman talking at the end um if i can get the the video transcript um but yeah he basically just talks about how important it is to have a community around you that you can go to and i think that is something we absolutely need to people that we can turn to people to strengthen us in our faith you know other christians that we can turn to Mm -hmm. in moments of struggle because you know it's you know having worldly friends you can have them they're great but ultimately their advice is going to be worldly their solutions are going to be part of the world Mm -hmm. and you know you need those godly solutions to your problem how has how have uh with being with that how have people been able to be there for you like are you able to be transparent yeah absolutely with people yeah i i got i have some great friends that i can turn to mm-hmm. um just the other day at school i was um reading uh way of the reaper by nicholas irving and uh in the end of the book he talks about um his friend benjamin cope um they were he was shot during a combat operation in afghanistan uh by a chest sniper and you know they stabilized him and uh they flew him out to germany and you know told oh he's gonna recover he's gonna be fine and he ends up passing away three days later and um you know nick irving he talks about how uh he struggled with like 
if I had been a few feet to the left, I would have taken the bullet instead of him or, and he was the sniper in the platoon, and, but he couldn't get a shot on the um, enemy sniper. And, you know, he struggled with that. If, if I had been able to get a shot on him, cope would still be alive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, all of that guilt and that, that's definitely where I went with that too. Like not obviously not in the same sense of being in combat zone, but um, just the, if I had done something different, I could have been there. Yeah. I, and, um, sorry. No, no, go for it, dude. Um, tying that back into, you know, going to friends about that. I was in the middle of my English class reading that. And like, I almost started crying right there. Cause that was like all of my feelings of guilt, um, shame, anger towards that whole situation put out in words right in front of me. And so, you know, I go to my teacher and he's like, oh, can I get a pass to go to this class where I knew that my friends were going to be at? And, um, you know, it, it was JRTC. That class is a lot more chill than other classes. And there was an empty classroom. And so I grab um, Steven, my friend Nicole, and my friend Parker. I'm like, hey, I need to talk to you guys. And, you know, I basically opened up about that. And I just start bawling in front of them because, like, just just talking about that guilt that I was feeling. And, you know, obviously there's that, you know, it's not your fault mm -hmm. um, mantra that they give you. But, like, it, you know, it always feels like you could have done something to change it. Yeah, you know, before we started recording, you, you, you said survivor's guilt. Yeah. And it's a real thing, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, survivor's guilt is, like, it, it's a real thing. I remember coming back from, uh, you know, from Iraq. You know what I mean? That's why a lot of vets, you know, like, man, they, they, you know, they were in combat coming back. And then, and then, I mean, that's why there's so many of them mm -hmm. that are, you know, um, being affected by suicide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of that guilt, like in having a survivor's guilt and feeling why, like, why do I get to be here when uh, they're not? I, after, after Tim had passed, I, I would go to school. I was so angry because classes just went on like normal. Yeah. Like, why, why does everyone get to go about their day with nothing wrong with them while he's not here? Yeah. And it, it was just, it was frustrating just to be at school, have everything be business as usual while someone who was part of my life for two years every day wasn't there. Yeah. It's tough, dude. It's hmm. tough. Um, you know, I, I, it, just, it breaks my heart, dude, that you guys, you know, as young as you guys are, mm -hmm. get affected by that and, and go through that. Because it's, I mean, on any level, it's not okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like you said, you know, like you experience these things and you start getting like, you get callous to it, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You get like super, super callous to it. With all the situation that you've you've come with that, what have you learned from it? You got to be there for people. They're They're not... And you're stuck in like that that cloud of depression you're not going to see that anyone cares and they're not going to be comfortable reaching out because they're not going to feel like they're not going to feel like you care so you got to be the one to reach out to them you gotta you gotta make them comfortable know that you're there for them that you care about them mm -hmm. and i think like even just you don't even gotta you can't solve their problems you're not gonna be able to fix what's broken inside of them but you can be there. You can show that you care, that, you know, there is a reason to stay. And that, that goes, that means the world. 
Yeah, and and it does it does um, it does matter, mm-hmm. right? You also have to know too when people have that set in their mind too. Sometimes there's nothing that you can do either, yeah. you know. But I think even on that end, like like you, you know, like had you reached out and had you done, like you might, you know, you would still struggle with it. You would still feel, you know, saddened by it. But you probably wouldn't be carrying a lot of what you're carrying yeah. because you would have felt like, man, I know that I was there. I know that I, I did what I could and it's an unfortunate event, but mm-hmm. I should have, you know, uh, like you're not going to have that feeling of I should have or, yeah. or whatever. And that, that's the hardest part. I, I should have, I should have done more. I could have, the opportunity was there. And I was, I was talking about this with one of my friends and she was like, Oh, there, there was nothing you could have done. It's like, that's, the worst part there is. Yeah. I could have done so much more for him. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, you know, um, again, you know, moving forward is, is what's important too. Mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, but what am I going to do now? You know, and, yeah. and how am I going to, you know, first of all, again, what am I going to do to put myself in a place where I can talk to people? Mm-hmm. which is super important, you know, and then making it okay for other people to be able to come to me knowing that we can talk. Yeah. You know, um, do your friends know that they can come to you now? I hope so. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I've definitely tried to stress that more with my friends to be like, I, I am here for you. I care about you. I love you. I want to hear about your problems. I don't want to get that text that said, Hey, so-and-so tried to kill themselves. Cause that text is awful to get. Yeah. And you have to actively be asking people. Yeah. And just knowing, just knowing that, you know what I mean? For anybody, you know, um, you know, cause like I said, you know, even, even Steve has shared it, you know, where it's like, we're the ones that are telling you guys. And then we can be in, in a position where like, we feel that way. And it's not anybody else's fault. Like we have to know, like we have to let people in and, and have a good group of people. Like you got to be, use wisdom you know what i mean and that's one of the things that you know um chaplain lynn talks about where he's like you know you have to have like at least you know like a circle of five people that you that you can go to because not everybody you can't put everything on just one individual you know what i mean like you have to have multiple individuals in your life but like who are the people in your life that you know you can go to and you know that they're safe people Mm -hmm. you know and you can go to them and tell them like hey man like I'm, you know, I'm struggling with this or, or I got this going on and, and, and having those people and in your, you know, friendships, like having legit friends, like, you know, sometimes we, we, we base the value on, on, on our friendships and they're superficial. Yeah. You know what I mean? And really it's like, those people are never going to be there for you when you actually need them. Mm-hmm. Like, cause like you, you got all those school friends, people you talk to every day, people you got classes in, but you know, like summer break comes, you don't hear a word from them. Um, you know, they move away, never talk to him again. And, you know, those are those empty friendships that you, you want to avoid because you're not going to have anyone to turn to with that. Yeah. And, and, you know, you think of like all the, all the effort and energy that you put in those people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you go out of your way for, it and it's like, it, there was like no return to that. Yeah. You, you, know d- I mean? you drain yourself for that. Yeah. You drain yourself for that. So, you know, man, it's tough, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely tough. And, and I, I know that whole month of October, you know what I mean? Like it was like a topic that we were talking about in youth group, like constantly, mm-hmm. you know, but man, it's like, unfortunately that's the reality of one of the things that you guys face. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's sad. Um, 
what um what now man like you got barely any time left in high school um like what where i'm going after high school yeah and even with this right like you're gonna you know your what position do you have in rltc um company commander right company now commander right yeah. so you're gonna pass the baton to somebody else mm-hmm. right um have you thought about that in like hey you know what i went through this what can i do that um i think the thing i'm gonna stress most is be there for your cadets because jared it's kind of like the nerdy class in high school get picked on for being in it but the best part about it is being able to work with other kids in it um because you almost take like kind of a parental role especially for like the younger Mm -hmm. kids in it and that's that's my favorite part about it is being some someone that other people look up to in it and like last year um after everything with tim had happened one of my cadets he um got an eagle scout award which is the highest award you can get in boy scouts Mm -hmm. and you know um we awarded him that or we we brought him up in front of the class talked about that and you know he pulled me off to the side and he's like uh thomas i just i want you to know that you and tim are what kept me going to get through this and just the honor of knowing that one that i was held on the same level as tim Mm. for motivation to get that and that that anyone was looking at me for motivation Mm -hmm. to achieve something that um special just just hit me like that's why i that's why i went for company commander was so that my cadets could know that they had someone to go to um and just to hopefully impact someone in some way and that's something we talk about a lot right Mm -hmm. it's like people are always watching you yeah you know, always watching you. And there's always going to be somebody that's looking at you and is going to be influenced by you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For the good, for, for the negative, bad. you know yeah. what I mean? And and being mindful of that. And yeah, man, that is, you know, like it's a big responsibility, especially in the position that you have, you know, being young and being in school and being the company commander and all that other stuff, man. Like it's, it's a big responsibility. Yeah. So you got, you got that coming up and then, what's your what's your plan of action for um for the military like have you thought of like what you know like what you want to do in the sense of like uh, not so much job but like hey man like you're going okay when you're going like obviously you know one thing's going into the military mm-hmm. another thing is going into you know like uh like an infantry unit or something like that like that's you're gonna have close connections with people in that and then another one is going into rangers you know what i mean special operations and everything else like that and that's another big responsibility right like Mm -hmm. have you thought of of um you know have you prepared yourself of who you want to be you know the kind of of person that you want to be for those um i i want to i need to stay close to god for that i you know every night i ask him lord your will be done in my life not not my own let me serve you in every facet that i can and that's that's what i want to take with me when i go into the into the military stay close with god and you know do do what he needs done through me Mm -hmm. and just just serve him and let that be shown to other people that's good it's got to be most important man Mm -hmm. uh 
what do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? Like, what's your ultimate goal? Just protect people, help them any way I can. Oh, that's good, man. You know, they, you know, that means me staying in the military. Um, you know, after the military at some point, I, I think I'm going to do law enforcement <laughs> and, you know, stay, stick with that. Just try to, try to help. That's good. That's really good. Um, let me ask you about, uh, cause this is an opportunity, right? Golden opportunity to like your faith. Why is it it's so important to you? Keeps me going. You know, all the, all the bad stuff. God is still in control. He was there. Creator of the universe has me in mind. And I think from my faith, the biggest thing that I'm like, God is real. He is here is, um, I hunt a lot. And just being out in nature, seeing the mountains, the trees, the animals, just the complexity of it all, the stars. There's got to be someone who made it. There's no way it just happened. Yeah. There's got to be someone in power. And that that's what hits for me all the time is there, there's got to be no way that this just happened. Mm -hmm. You know, one in a million chance. For anybody listening that's maybe struggling, like you, maybe there's a, a high schooler that's going to listen to this and they're struggling and they don't know why they should believe, what would you tell them? God cares. If, if you don't think anyone else in your life cares, which isn't true, there's always someone who's going to care about you, even if it's the random kid in class that you let cheat off of your test or you give a pencil every class, they're going to they're gonna miss you if you were gone. God cares, even if you are at odds with him, even if you don't believe he's there, even if you're mad at him for something that happened in your life, he cares for you. He's there. He, you can always turn to him. Mm -hmm. um, this is going to piggyback off of it. What if there's somebody that's struggling with, with that? Like, okay, you tell me that God cares. And maybe they're in a position where they feel like um, they want to take their own life, mm -hmm. right? Because adversities, whatever the case is, and you're saying God cares, how, how, how does that, how is that supposed to give them comfort if, if they're in a state right now where it's like, I, I don't see that and I don't believe that. That, that is, that is tough. Um, we don't, we don't know his, we don't know the full plan. We don't, we're not always going to know like with, um, with the wall of Jericho, they were told to march around the wall every day mm -hmm. and then seven times in that day. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> like from an outside perspective, walk around this wall, blow trumpets and it's going to fall you down. You think that's going to be in the military, uh, ranger regiment tactics? <laughs> Probably <laughs> definitely not. not. Definitely no. not. But like, I mean, ultimately that sounds silly. Yeah. How is that going to make a wall fall? Wall still falls. God's plan isn't going to make sense to us all the time. Mm -hmm but it doesn't need to because it's God's plan. It's going to, it will pan out. Yeah. You know, um, to piggyback off on that, um, you know, you get, you get put in a situation where you feel like you need to be the one, mm -hmm. like, like it's too much to bear, whatever. Like I need to take my life, you yeah. know? And it's, and it's interesting, right? Like you look at the story of Cain and Abel, right? Like mm -hmm. as soon as sin enters the world, like the very next story, right? Like, you look at Cain and Abel, they are legitimately the, the first people in the sense like, yes, 
Adam and Eve are, are people, they were created, and the very next people that were like born that we have an account of, right? They're born from man and woman is Cain and Abel. Yeah. And, and you know, the one takes out the other, right? And there's always like this, it's, it's, it's interesting that every time like there's, there's something of our, our emotions getting the better of us, we feel like something needs to die. Yeah. Right. And, and sometimes we feel like I need to kill somebody because of, you know, what they're doing to me or what I'm not getting. So that envy, that pride we're going through, you know, for Samuel and we're watching how Saul's trying to throw spears at David and try to take him out. Right. Because mm -hmm. he's afraid and he's envious and all these other things. Right. So like, there's this, there's like this, like there's this innate thing of us because of sin, right? Like something has to die. Yeah. And then when we internalize things to a perspective, we feel it's us, like something does need to die and I'm not trying to kill anybody, but I need to take my own life in order to solve this problem yeah. or get rid of this whole thing. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, yeah, God has a plan. We know what's going to happen. But the, the interesting thing is about like, uh, this whole thing is like, what did God send his son here to do? To cover, cover that, that fault that we feel like we need to fix. And how, did he, and, and how did he do that? What did he have to do to accomplish that? He died he for had us. To, he had to die. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so looking at Jesus and looking at what he went through willingly for us. Yeah. Right. Was the so greatest we, act of love. Yeah. That we don't need to. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to be the one that is going to take your life in order to fix your situation. Because ultimately, if you look at the scope of eternity, it, it has been fixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't need to go try to take somebody else out because they owe you or they're indebted to you or they, you know, they did you wrong. Mm -hmm. And you feel like if I take them out, it's going to fix the situation because it's, it's, it's not. Yeah. Um, with that, you know, whole, I need to get back at this person. Um, you know, I'd brought up in youth, um, a few months back, mm -hmm. um, you know, that person that hurt my best friend and, you know, terrible ways. Like, you know, I, and I still struggle with this. I, I want to get back at them. Like there's just that, that anger towards them. Just like, you know, I'm not seeing them pay for the terrible things that mm -hmm. they did. But, you know, in Romans 12, 19, you know, we're told beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath for it is written. Vengeance is mine. I will repay says the Lord. Yeah that God has that handled, you know, as much as, as much as we, as much as I want to do it my way, get back at that person. I, I can't go down that route because God already has it handled. Because right. Like the exercise, the, the, you exercising your faith in that situation is allowing God to handle it. Yeah. And not you to handle it. Because if you handle it and you take that into your hands, you're saying, okay, God, but I don't trust that you're going to handle it the way that it needs to be handled. Yeah. And I think my way is better than your, you know, and, and, it, and even right before that, it says, you know, do not repay evil for evil, yeah. but and overcome any evil way with that good. I would do it myself would be with evil. Yeah. Because the motive, the motive is going to be with the wrong intention. It's mm -hmm. not for, it's not for justice right yeah. it's for your justice mm -hmm. and in the way that you feel and not for what's right yeah. you know yeah yeah i mean it, it's just it, it that's something that always just is to me is just always interesting that we feel that situations would be best taken care of 
if something dies. Yeah. And God knows that. And mm-hmm. that's why he sent his son to die for us. Yeah. He, he already paid the sacrifice so that we don't have to. Yeah. So that we don't have to. So, you know, if you are struggling in that, in that sense and, and, and in that manner, just knowing like at the end of the day, if there truly is a God, we believe that there's a God, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not questioning it, but you know, somebody struggling in that manner, we all get faced with the, you know, at the end of the road, like, okay, well, let's say there is no God. Well, guess what? You just, you just die and then that's it. Well, okay, no hard, no foul. Mm-hmm. But if there truly is a God and there is going to be justice at the end, if you, if you believe in Jesus, what you're saying in that sense is, all right, I'm going to trust that this God has this covered and is going to make all things right. And I believe that him sending his son to die f- for me, mm-hmm. I might not understand it, but that's the story. That's yeah. what had happened, right? Like what I'm saying in that sense is like his punishment for my sins has been paid for, mm-hmm. right? Like that means I can't, I'm not, I, here's the thing. Like I'm not going to have to pay for that later on in my life. Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem fair to me. Like why, you know what I mean? Like on my end, like I get out free. Like that just seems like, it seems like a deal too good to be true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, th- that's what's written. You know what I mean? You know, with, with that, um, another thing that I struggled with, with all my friends was not letting go. Cause like I didn't help them. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I deserved to struggle with all of that hurt. Cause that was, that was my payment back to them for not being for them was the pain that I was going through. And Jesus already paid for that. I don't, I don't have to, you know, torture myself with that. Yeah. And that's, that's big, right? Cause the, the, the hardest person to forgive is always yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's huge because in that, um, Jesus was punished for that. Yeah. Not you, you know, we have consequences. We will, you know, there's consequences to, we will feel guilty or we will feel what, you know what I mean? There are consequences, but that punishment to say, God's punishing me because of this. No, mm-hmm. because the message of the gospel is that Jesus took that punishment. Yeah. And so we had that opportunity to say, I'm going to, I'm going to believe that and that he took it. Or the alternative is I don't need him to pay for it. I feel like I can do it on my own Yeah. and I'll reach that road when I get there. And that's a scary, scary thing. Cause there's nothing that you could do to ever make yourself right yeah. with a holy and just God. And if he truly sent anything, and I mean, just think like if he truly sent his son to die for our sins and you're not going to take that, what kind of wrath is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, like it was already given for you and you're going to think that you can do better than my son going and, and suffering that punishment. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have not want to face a father like that. Yeah. And the hardest part about that is, like, you know, I, I say, obviously, uh, you know, I have that knowledge that, oh, this is paid for. But, you know, in the moment when all of those feelings are hit, hitting you, it's so hard to see that. Yeah. It's like, oh, I deserve this. I, I need to be going through this because, you know, I messed up, yada, yada, yada. But y- you just, you got to snap yourself out of it because you're not thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that's why it's so important to have other people around you that believe in that because just, just to hear, um, you know, like what you're trying to refute in your head, 
you know, that, that kind of pulls you out of it. Just like, all right, God already handled this. I'm not, I'm not facing anything from that mistake because God already yeah. paid for that. Yeah. And, um, and that's, and that's why it is so important also with having, you trust the things that God has already shown you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, um, and yeah, cause you know, somebody might, I just think like, yeah, but I didn't see him do that. I didn't see him. You know what I mean? There are things, I'm sure there's things in your life where you have seen God literally do things in your life, protect you, make, you know, things. And those are, I know like for me, like I think of, you know, just even my own, like when, when, you know, my neighbor shared the gospel with me, like I go back to that. It's like, dude, I was on a completely different road and God intervened in that sense. It's like, like those are the things that you, you have, you have to have those things that you can hold on to. You know what I mean? And knowing like, okay, it's not just a story. It's not just uh, uh, something that somebody's telling me and, and leading me to believe. It's like, no, like I've, I've seen God do this. Like I'm not going to let go of him mm-hmm. because he, like he has literally done this and there's no doubt about it in my mind. Not just, you know, oh, he did it for the whole world. No, he did it for, like for me. And I've seen that, you know? Yeah. Um, With that, I think, you know, something hard to see is like you pray to God for something and just get silence or nothing happens or it goes a different direction. Um, a perspective I saw with that is a lot of the things you're praying for, he already answered in the Bible. Yeah. And um, oh, I think it's in James. Um, if I can find it real quick. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Where is it? Mm. Is it where you're saying you have not because you ask not? Are you um, relating it to prayer? Yeah. Um, basic. Um. Anyways, I I can't find it exactly, but basically he talks about how. You know, if we pray, it's given on to us. But if it's for our own personal reasons and it's not befitting of grace, if if it's not godly, we're not going to get that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I forget exactly where this other one is, but you know, if if we ask for it, it's given on to us. But then it goes on to say that, um, you know, you as a father, would you give your child a serpent? God's not going to give us something that's going to hurt us, even if we pray for it. You know, sometimes the answer to our prayers is no. Yeah. Yeah. So in that, that's um, in the gospels, that's in, in Matthew mm-hmm. for sure. And it goes off the top of my head um, where he does say that he's like, even you, you know, being evil men, you still give your kids, you know, good gifts. Like, yeah. Why would God not give you a good gift? Exactly. And, you know, in the moment, we're not going to know that the things we're praying, like if you're praying for a relationship or a job opportunity or for a situation to change the way you want it to change, that can end up way worse than it already is. Yeah, and you don't. And it's what's funny is like you don't see those things until later on in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm grateful for relationships in my past life that never, you know, came to came to be anything greater because it's like now I have the foresight of you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like in those moments you have to be able to to trust that mm-hmm. and and knowing that's that's 
it's funny that you bring the whole thing up with the relationships because it's one of the things we always talk to you guys about, right? It's like, don't be so quick to get into just a relationship for the sake of getting in a relationship, yeah. you know? And, uh, and even in that degree, we even talk about with Jesus, right? Like Jesus went and prayed and asked God and, and, and went to him and said, Hey, you know, like if there's any other way, yeah, let this cup pass for me, but your will be done, but your will be done. And guess what? God was silent. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't hear anything. It's not like God said, Nope, there's no other way. You just, you know, like just trust like Jesus. And also, that's his own son. Yeah. And Jesus was also right. Like mm-hmm. he's like, God, I don't want to <laughs> go through this, mm-hmm. but your will, not mine. Mm-hmm. And if he had some other way to do it, he would have presented it. Mm-hmm. And if not, Hey, guess what? I know what I'm supposed to be doing in this situation, you know, and, and that's what I need to be doing. So if it's, you know, if I'm praying for, you know, like you in, in the situation or, or whoever's listening, you know, like if you're praying, like you said, for a relationship, well, you know, match that up with what the Bible says, match that up with scripture. Like who, you know, who is this person? What is it, what is it going to bring me? Is it going to bring me closer to, to God in my relationship with him? Or is it going to be a relationship that's going to probably pull me further apart? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and if it is God's will, this is, you know, another thing too, like if it is God's will and you decide to say no, if it is his will, it will always be there. He will make it happen. It, yeah. it will come to you. But if it's not his will, then it'll fizzle out and you will know that it wasn't. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. It shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And it's better to, to, to not jump the gun on something and to just wait it out mm-hmm. than it is to go forward and you know, suffer the consequences of making a bad decision. Yeah. Not that you're done for, you know what I mean? But it's like, nah, I probably should have waited on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Dude, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I know it's a, it's a hard thing to talk about. Um, it's an important thing to talk about because unfortunately, um, I'm sure there isn't a single person that's listening that hasn't been affected by somebody making that choice, whether they struggle it with themselves or they've had a family member or a friend, um, Unfortunately, we've all been affected by somebody's choice on taking action in in that step of yeah. thinking that they can. And you know, it's something it's something that affects everyone, but um, it it disproportionately affects men too. Yes. And I I think it's the CDC for women um, in every one hundred thousand women, five point five they're five point five suicides. But for that same group of men, they're twenty two men that commit suicide. And you know, I think it ties back to that leadership role. You know, we feel like we have to be strong. We have to be out in front. Nothing affects us. But, you know, and with like the military, um, like back to uh, Nicholas Irving, when he was dealing with um, his survivor's guilt, he wasn't letting himself grieve for his friend. Cause um, you know, he said that him being special operations and, you know, that super elite soldier that if he gave into that, all of that would come flooding out of him with his tears. So he never gave himself that opportunity. And, you know, again, with community, with that, um, Nick Irving, he, his wife went off to work. Um, you know, he's stressing out over just paying some bills, stuff like that. His wife came home, found him sitting in a chair, newly empty bottle of whiskey and a gun in his hand. And, you know, she, she talked to him, um, basically said, I'm calling your parents and I'm getting you help. And, you know, he begged her not to do that. 
but that ended up saving his life, just having those people around him to help him get through that. Yeah. Realizing that it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard coming to terms with like, I need help. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Stinking diesel. Like the first thing that comes to my mind, he's like, the, and I think I've said this before, like the two hardest words for, for a guy to say is, uh, I need help and Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but it is, man, it's, it's hard to put yourself in a vulnerable position and say mm -hmm. like, no, I need, I, I do need somebody. Mm -hmm. I do need help. So and you also don't want to admit that you need that. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to admit it. And, um, yeah. And it's crazy that it is, it, you know, it, I mean, it's crazy, but it's, it is no surprise that yeah. it affects guys because of that. Mm -hmm. And like you just said it, like, he's like, I don't want to face the tears. I didn't want to face, you know what I mean? And again, cause he didn't want to be like David, you know, having his, his, you know, bed, you know, filled with tears. Yeah. And, and, and again, like you, that comes with humility, mm -hmm. right? Like a person that isn't willing to do those things is just showing like you're holding on to your pride. Yeah. You know, don't let your pride get in the way because your pride is always going to be, you know, you're trying to protect yourself mm -hmm. and, um, you're not thinking about others. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, a uh, that's real big. Um, but, yeah, it is, you know, and, and, and one of the things like, you know, um, we always tell you guys, especially the boys, when we pull you guys, like be like, be okay with knowing that you can go to people and tell them. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Heavy topic. Yep. It's heavy. You have anything else you want to add? Uh, no. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I, if your parents listen to this and like, it has been a blessing having you, it, it's been a blessing just being part of this youth group. Like I can't think of like any kid like isn't a joy to be around. Um, I love you guys all. And, and just, it's, it's an honor to, to be a part of your guys' life. And it's awesome to see, you know, what God is going to do in your guys' life. I thank you for, um, you being a good influence on the rest of the kids in here and, uh, and just, uh, being a part of, and what God's, God's doing and, and, you know, being, you know, one of those, you know, we've talked about it, like, you know, every group always has those, those, those kids that are like strong pillars and, you know, you've, even though you think you don't, cause you, you shared that at camp, um, man, it, you know, there's people that look up to you, man. Thank you. And, uh, you will go on to continue to do good and, and great things. And most importantly, man, just, um, just honor the Lord with all your heart. Thank you. All right. Hey guys, thank you so much, uh, for listening. And, um, hopefully, you know, Steve and I were doing really good in the beginning <laughs> and with the traction of, of putting episodes out. And it's just been one thing after another, after another, uh, no excuses. So at least if I can get one out right now, uh, once a month, that'll be great. So be praying for us and, and just our time and, and, uh, and being able to do, um, to continue to do this podcast. Um, thank you guys for listening. If, um, you know, you guys have any other uh, concerns or questions, you know, especially for a young man in, in high school and, um, you know, how to get them, you know, locked in in with youth group or whatever. You guys can always reach out, um, go on the website, ignited42.com, uh, drop us a, a question or, or, or anything that we can answer. So that being said, Nico, do you mind praying us out? Right. God, um, I pray that all the people listening to this, God, that, you know, if they are struggling, um, or they know that someone is struggling that 
know, this would just reach them, that it would touch their hearts, that they would, you know, reach out to someone, um, that, that they would get the help that they need, that they would not make that ultimate decision, that, uh, that permanent solution to a temporary problem, God, that, uh, you know, they would cry out to you, you know, you are close to the brokenhearted. I pray that they would feel that. And, you know, I pray that ultimately we would just accept that your will will be, that your will will be done, not ours, and that we would become okay with that, and that in all things we would seek after you, and you know that we would just carry out your will in our lives, God, and that you would watch over those who are struggling, that they would feel your love and your protection and your presence, no matter how bad their situation is. You're always there for them, and that you know you you hear them when they cry out to you. You know, I, I pray that you'd watch over us as we go into the week, God. Um, you know, all the bad things that might come our way, that we would look to you and not to the things of the world, that we wouldn't fill ourselves up with the things of the world, God. In your holy name I pray. Amen. Amen.